This is Radio Dad with Mike Austin. Shining the spotlight on dads, stepdads, granddads, all dads. Bye, Daddy. And now, Mike Austin. Hey, welcome back to the Radio Dad Podcast. I'm Mike Austin. And, uh, yeah, we've been away for a couple of weeks uh, doing a little summertime fun and stuff. But now we are heading on into the fall. And uh, let's get back on the horse every week. Uh, our goal to have a, uh, a new podcast here for you, half an hour worth of information, generally a couple of guests. Today, we will welcome Roy Paul. Roy is the executive director at a thing called Sensibility, and this is a group that goes into schools and teaches financial responsibility, not just to the students, but I think to the parents as well. We all could use that today. Uh, anybody know how to uh, budget? Uh, what about crypto? There's a, there's a, if everybody wants to jump into crypto, nobody knows about it. Or if you know about it, you think you know very little about it, uh, and not that much less teaching our kids as dads how to be financially responsible. We want the cool flat screen. We want the hot car, but we don't know how to work for it, budget for it, and we end up going way into debt. We're going to talk about that, college debt, and more. First up today, though, Dr. John Braccio is a good friend. I've just gotten to know this guy fairly recently. We were talking about fatherhood. Dr. John is a clinical psychologist and... Um, regional director of a, of, a, of a group, and we're going to have him, let's get Doctor on the phone. I want to say hello to our, our uh, fine sponsors, the folks at BeRescued.com. If you head them up at, on the web, B as in the little bumblebee, B-E-E, Rescued.com. All natural, family-owned business, natural products made from bee propolis, from lip balm to... Uh, uh, rescue Balm, the original Rescue Balm is good for, for cuts and uh, scrapes. They use bee propolis, which is something bees naturally make, and it is uh, kind of an antiseptic. And then they make a tea tree oil, toothpaste, and a, or a tooth gel, and all of that. B-E-E-Rescued.com. Let's welcome Dr. John Braccio, a clinical psychologist. We're going to talk about the importance of a dad. Dr. Braccio, it's great to have you on the Radio Dad Podcast. Well, Mike, a pleasure to talk to you, and certainly this is a big topic, and as a man of someone who has six children, I have two, but you have six, you're well ahead of me, you know the importance <laughs> of, the, of the father in the home. Now, even though this may seem evident to those who have either a good or a bad or absent father, we really often don't really realize how critical a role father is in the lives of their children. The point is yeah. not that children without fathers can't be successful or have other excellent role models. The point is simply that research shows kind of amazingly the rather surprising results when a father is present. Now, this is from research, and it's maybe not surprising if we think about it, but these are numbers that when you first hear them, you say, wow, 80% less likely to spend time in jail. This, this is if you have yep. a father. 60% less likely to be suspended or expelled in school. 38% more likely to get A's in school. 45% less likely to repeat a grade. 75% less likely as a teenager to give birth to a child. So these are really kind of amazing results. Now, based on this, I really think as society, we need as a whole to emphasize the importance of having fathers involved and encourage them, whether married or not, to be responsible, loving, and caring for children they brought into this often difficult and complicated world. Mm -hmm. The children really did not they did not ask to be born, and they really do need and deserve a loving and good role model father. 
it's critical to realize a good father is not the mythical perfect father who doesn't exist in this imperfect world. So I think right now we may be seeing more belief and direction in working to make sure fathers are involved. But ultimately, it's up to the fathers to really say, hey, I have child, I have children, I'm going to love them, I'm going to care for them, I'm going to be a good model. And this makes for a far better society, and this is what we need more of. And I'm not diminishing the countless millions of good fathers, but there are fathers that need to step up and really take on more responsibility and be more positive role model. And that's really what we want in our society, Mike. We really do. Yeah. It, we forget that, you know, a, a good solid family is a, is the glue of society because a society is simply a group, right? And your family is a little society. It's, a, it's in and of itself. Where did we get this idea that, and in my opinion, it's out there, dads are not needed. Now, I think that that's softening a little bit, but there for a while, you ne- and you still rarely hear about the need for a dad. It is kind of amazing to me, and you just have to look at the data to show how important a father is. And those of us that have had a good father recognize how critical it is to role model. Okay, you have a mother, you have a father, you can have different combinations, obviously. But as a whole, that is, that is the, the package, okay? These are the two people that put together their love, they're together for whatever reason. They have a child, okay? Hopefully the child is born in love. Hopefully the child will live in love. But it's critical that the father be involved. Yes, it's a role model. It is a it teaches strength, teaches courtesy. And it's a, it's a, and again, people can say, well, you, you don't have to have a father to do that. I'll say, well, I think you, I'm never going to dispute that children can be raised without a father. I simply would say right. the person that brings somebody into the world and is directly involved in the process and the person carries half of their DNA, they clearly have the first opportunity to really be in love, be in love with, with the love with the child and really make a full effort to be a major person in that person's life, teaching morality, teaching right from wrong, teaching the the importance of persistence in life, teaching how to get along with people. And again, if you've had a good father, which I might add, I certainly did, steady as the mm-hmm. northern star, when you when you have someone like that, you remember that. And, you, and the data has shown over the generations that women that have had good fathers tend to be more tolerant of men, okay, I mean, meaning, I don't mean bad men or inappropriate behavior men, I'm talking about just people in general, males in general, and it can lead to more success in the marriage if they have seen a good model. And I'm sure this works the other way, but it's been something research has shown for generations, this is the case with women. So if, and if you talk to people, they will often say if they didn't have a good father figure or didn't have a father even involved in their life, how much they wish they had, that that would have been an important thing. So it's certainly part of the whole process of life. And I think as a society, we need to encourage fathers to be involved. I think there was a period of time where fathers were being kind of pushed out. And I think there are some fathers who don't don't see when they have a child that somehow they're responsible. You see the government's responsible, the mother's responsible, the other, other families are involved. But it really it is critical that if you have a child, that you want to be involved in the child's life, you're going to be involved, you're going to be a loving, caring person, you're going to be a model, you're going to teach and help show the ways of the world, you're going to be trying to be a good role model, you're going to try to teach right from wrong. 
You're not going to be perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect parent. That, that is perfect is the wrong word on earth. But it, you can certainly be a good parent, a loving parent, a caring parent. And I really think we need to push this. I always encourage this in my work or just as I walk the road of life. And I just hope that as a whole, as a mm-hmm. society, we continue working. And remember, there are men's groups. There also are models we can look at in terms of who are effective parents. We can deal with mentors. We can take out therapists. We can do a lot of things, and none of them, none, nothing can be too much in terms of trying to work on being that good example for the child that you brought into the world. That's whether it's a daughter or a son. Now, and, and as you said, your dad was you know perfect straight as a northern star. My dad had a little rough edge to him. My dad was a, a, a drinker. My dad was World War II vet. My dad had a lot of baggage that he didn't acknowledge from that. I get that. I didn't understand that at the time. But my dad was uh, the kind of guy who uh, would go to the VFW and 10 bar and then come home with some knuckles that were bruised up because he had been in a fight. All right. But, <laughs> but I will say this. My dad was the, the, and he was strict. He demanded that this is how we act as Austins. This is what our family is like. Not his actions at the bar, but I mean, at home and around. And he wanted us to be better. He would be, he was honest as the day is long to this day. Now, my dad's long gone, but there are uh, people who are my age in my little hometown of Illinois that still talk about my dad as how, what a great guy he was. And he would listen. He was a shoulder. So we, even if we're imperfect, we can demonstrate, as you said, a good moral compass and honesty and integrity and hard work. My dad had a work ethic like crazy. And all of those good qualities we show to our kids, even if well beyond any lecture we can give them. We, uh, the way we act is the way they become, don't you think? I mean, we do eventually become our dads, kind of, even if we don't want to, right? I I agree. I had a dad born in 1895. He came from Italy when he was eight in 1903, if you can imagine. But again, always there, always for family, very spiritual guy. And I said, you know, in terms of we're Roman Catholics, you know, this was a big deal. Being from Rome, (laughs) that was kind of his thing. Always pushing about you know, right from wrong, trying to do the right thing, spiritual. Um, And again, when you have a parent who means well, always there, always, always ready to sacrifice or do whatever it was for the family. And those are things that you remember. And those are the things that you keep in your mind. Those skills are given to you to help others. You were here for a purpose, and it wasn't just for you. Your purpose was to make sure that you were a good person. You have children. When you have children, you look after your children. You look after your family. These are key key elements in effect of family building. You'll have children. You'll have grandchildren. And you really want to share these experiences you know, you know, with your children. You want to be there, hopefully, with a spouse or a partner or somebody who's willing to share the child with you, and you can have a loving, caring life. Because really, when you think about it, what could be really more important than having a child and then making sure you do everything you can to have that child be an effective, happy person in life. But what, what more, what, what could be more important in a person's life of the immediate thing yeah. that we that we encounter than children, loving children, loving a spouse, loving a partner? This this is what makes the world go round. And being a good father is a critical part of this 
puzzle that we call life and having a successful life. Uh, Dr. John Braccio, we're going to uh, let you have your day and go do the good work that you do. Nice talking to you, buddy. Bye-bye. Yeah, good old Doc Braccio. I just met that guy just a little while, not, not just weeks ago, and uh, we've kind of become fast friends. It's pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to do this. We'll hear from our sponsors, the fine folks at berescued.com, and get back here with Roy Paul from Sensibility Sense, spelled C-E-N-T-S, as in dollars and cents, teaching refi- a financial responsibility to kids. It's a dad's job. Come on, guys. We'll get into that in just a minute here on the Radio Dad Podcast. Mike Austin with you. Thanks for uh, letting us uh, be a part of your day and uh, telling your friends about us, too. Hang on. You may have asked yourself, what's the big deal about these bee propolis products over at BeeRescue.com anyway? (laughs) Well, they are 100% natural products that tap into that famous healing power of bee propolis. See, the Bee Rescued family has traveled the world to bring you the highest quality raw materials and then blended them by hand with bee propolis harvested from their very own chemical-free beehives right in the heartland of America. Try it for yourself. Visit BeeRescued.com. That's B-E-E-Rescued.com. A Salome Brands Company. Joining us now here on the Radio Dad is uh, a, a guy who knows a little something about the financial industry and uh, runs a, a group. He's the executive director of Sense Ability, and Sense spelled uh, cleverly enough C E N T S Ability. Go to sensibility.org. Roy Paul joins us. Roy, it's great to have you on with Radio Dad. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us what you do there at Sensibility. Yeah, Sensibility is an 18-year organization now that has done financial literacy strict to student uh, and from the instructor volunteers from the financial services sector. Um, And we're focused on New York and Chicago primarily with an in-person presence. But we also have virtual opportunities, and we do things with school districts across the country. Uh, and essentially what we want to do is to provide basic information about personal finance to kids who otherwise wouldn't have access to this information from industry professionals. So covering everything from intro to go setting, uh, budgeting, banking, credit cards, scores, uh, college planning, investments, stock market. It's really an all-in-one hmm. shop. Uh, to allow people to get the information. You know, there's some critical information that a lot of people just don't know, uh, and we want to provide that information to them free of charge. As a dad, uh, what little investing I've tried to do on my own, I mean, outside of a 401k or anything like that, I, I have a friend who does penny stocks. I've tried to dabble in it, and I just don't have the aptitude or the stomach for it, quite honestly. Do you find it hard? You almost have to educate the parents, don't you? Well, we we have to educate parents, but our program seeks to educate parents by educating the students, uh, and hopefully they take that information and then go on with the parents and educate them. Hmm. Uh, And uh, it is really difficult to find the correct silo uh, to meet all the different needs that are out there, uh, and that's really what we're up against. The financial world is a mystery to a lot of folks. We have trouble just balancing our own family budget, much less investing and and understanding things. So what you do is a, is a, a good service. What about the whole crypto world? That's a whole nother ball game right there. Do you find young people kind of, they just latch right onto it. Guys like me, I, I'm in the dark. Yeah. Well, they, they latch onto it because it's current. People are talking about it. It's what they read, whether it's on TikTok or in you know the, the online blogs, et cetera. 
and you know any kind of new way to make money um, to reinvigorate uh, the industry uh, that is something that's going to catch on especially if people are having relative success with it and when they hear people make money in cryptocurrency or bitcoin you have a lot of industries now accepting Bitcoin cryptocurrencies as a form of payment. Um, those are types of conversations that kids, especially those who are somewhat financially savvy, are going to latch on to. Talking to the executive director at SenseAbility.org, dedicated really to educating kids about finances. It, it, it seemed to me we used to have uh, a finance class. Mr. Williams always did well teaching us, you know, uh, uh, supply and demand, and we actually had a fake little checkbook. We had to, and back in the day when people wrote checks, we had to learn to balance a checkbook and stuff. It, it, the most I learned was from my dad, who was really good with money. Uh, I think he would even shake his head over cryptocurrency, though. This is fake. Basically, this isn't even real money, is it? It's not. Um, and it's, you know, depending on who you talk to, they'll, they'll tell you that it's stable or unstable. Um, but, but the most important thing, and I always try to encourage people, is to really do research uh, on what you're trying to get into and also to understand what you're trying to get out of it. Whether it's crypto or investments, you really want to understand what the strategy is. So if you're thinking, and I really want to make a quick buck, uh, what are the strategies that you can deploy to do that and do those strategies align with what you can deliver for yourself? Uh, and a lot of people don't think that way. They think, oh, I want to get rich quick. Oh, I, I hear people talking about flipping homes, so let me flip a property. They know nothing about flipping a house. They know nothing about what goes into flipping homes, but they just want to make money. You have to really understand flipping homes. You have to understand the pitfalls, the financial uh, 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 ups and downs that can happen, the day-to-day -day contracting issues that can come up. And then be realistic about, you know, flipping a $100,000 house may not give you the same return as, say, flipping a half a million dollar or a $5 million house. So you have to really understand the market uh, and what your goals are. If you don't have the cash, how are you going to get the cash? If you're thinking about cryptocurrencies, is that something you know anything about, right? Yeah. I laugh when people say, I want to do cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. They don't even do online banking, right? Um, and so you, you can't get into an industry because you just want to make money when you really have no idea of how to start doing it. Yeah. And speaking of flipping houses, I just read an article the other day, and I want to get somebody from the real estate sector on. There was a study that was done that showed almost half of Americans don't understand exactly what a mortgage is. That's shocking. Well, and that may be true, but I don't think it's necessarily the consumer's fault that they don't know, right? I think the lack of fundamental education uh, around homeownership, mortgages, investments, wealth building, passing things down to generation, that's a problem that institutionally we have encouraged. How many people die and don't have a will, right? How many people die who have resources and don't have a will. Aretha Franklin was one of the glaring cases of someone who had immense resources and didn't have a will. How many lawyers did she hire over the course of her career, none of whom convinced her to have a will? Hmm. Um, you know, I, it, it's, fat, it's sad, it's unfortunate, uh, but there are a lot of people, uh, whether they have resources or not, who just don't know uh, very, very basic things. A mortgage. You could never 
go into a bank, say, I want a mortgage for $250,000, and they will look at you and say, okay, great, here's a $250,000 check. They vet you. <laughs> they go through your finances. They want to know how much you make. Uh, they want to know that you understand what the monthly payments are and can you do it. What is the APR? They want to know if you want to do a 10-year mortgage, 15-year mortgage, 30-year mortgage. They go through everything. But fast forward, say you have a son or a daughter who's about to go to college. You can't afford to pay the tuition free and clear with cash. They're going to have to take out a loan. Mm -hmm. They go to the financial aid office and then say, they say, hey, great. You want to take out money? This is what you can qualify for. They don't ever say, you know, when you graduate in four years, this is what your monthly payment is going to be. And you need to have a job of at least $80,000 so that you can afford to pay back this loan, live in New York City, have a studio apartment by yourself. They don't ever say that. You have to figure it out once you graduate and go on by your business. That should be illegal, right? We should not encourage people to take on debt that they don't have the ability to pay back right now. Because then a lot of people graduate, they go off, and they realize they can't afford to survive under these conditions, whether it's because they can't get a job, whether it's because the job that they get, they thought they could make $80,000, but that was only if they worked at a certain firm. Uh, then they go to a firm that may have less pedigree, and they go, it's not $80,000, I just got a $60,000 offer, right? Now you got to make everything work with less money, and in some cases, very expensive cities. Yep. And how many of those people actually end up in a, a work situation using the degree they just paid all that money for? Uh, we're talking with Roy Paul, Executive Director at SenseAbility. Check him out, senseability.org, C-E-N-T-S. And uh, one more thing, I, I, I just want to ask you this. What do you think, Roy? As a society, as people, and maybe dads and, and parents are, are to blame, I don't know, but have we lost the idea of stick-to-itiveness, small steps, hard work, build wealth over time. It's all, it, it seems everybody wants, going back to cryptocurrency and, and investing, everybody wants the big fix now, and they want to get rich fast. Yeah, you know, it, it's difficult for me to answer that question only for this reason. I understand why people who don't have resources want to get it. There is the concept of financial freedom, being debt-free, and living the kind of life that you want. There are so many people who have, and there are so many people who have not. And I can't begrudge people who don't have from saying to themselves, you know what? I wake up every day. I work hard. I get a check every two weeks, but I just can't survive. So if I have a friend who says, hey, let's invest into this. I was watching a court show the other day, and there was a woman suing her friend for a susu, which is essentially this sort of you know, pay-to-play scheme where you put money into a pot, and every month or every week, someone gets the money, but they have to keep putting the money in so that everybody gets the money eventually at the end of the susu. And I go, it's wacky to me, yeah. but I understand. If you're struggling to make ends meet and someone says, hey— just put $100 into the pot every week, and then once a month, you'll get the $500. I go, well, geez, well, that might make sense. So I can't begrudge people from saying, you know what, I want that quick, you know, get-rich-quick scheme because I don't have money. I'm struggling. In some cases, they're looking at their kids. They want to go to college. They want to go to vacations, and they want, re they want money. 
So, yes, it's unfortunate that the entire system that we are in has set itself up for failure. You know, the litigious society that we live in is another part of the problem. You can sue anybody for anything. Hmm. And if you're a big enough company, you're going to get enough lawsuits. Most of them end up settling out of court. I can't blame people for wanting to take advantage of the system that's in place. Wow. Roy Paul, Sensibility.org. They are all about educating uh, America's youth, I think even adults, about finances, how to do it. Uh, Roy, we check you out at Sensibility.org, and we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And with that, we put another cork in the bottle of another Radio Dad podcast. I'm Mike Austin. Check us out every week here at RadioDad.com or on your... uh, uh, We're trying to get on as many uh, platforms for podcasts as we can. Uh, My friend Rachel is uh, trying to get that done for us, too. So we appreciate her help, and we appreciate your uh, listenership and your sharing of the podcast. Tell your friends here uh, that we're doing some some stuff over to RadioDad.com. Uh, our thanks to uh, the folks at BeRescued.com as well. Visit them at BeeRescued.com. We'll see you next week with another exciting half an hour of fatherhood talk here on the Radio Dad Podcast. I'm Mike Austin. See you later.